welcome to the St. Canard Files, the Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana. And once again, I'm here with my gaming boys, Kevin and Jose. And Oscar may show up late once again. <laughs> How's it going, guys? I'm well, I'm well. What's going on with you? Uh, not much, man. Uh, Kevin, you're with me over here on the east east coast, but in the south. And you weren't affected by the hurricane, right? No, no, we, we made it. We made it. Uh, we made it out with no issues over here. We are good out here in Charlotte. Um, it's a lot of rain. It was a lot of rain during the week, but um, other than that, we're good. Yeah, we had a lot of rain too, man. How's the weather out there in Cali, Jose? Sunny and warm. <laughs> oh, lucky you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still raining over here. It's been raining today too here in the south, wow. in Georgia. Yeah, man. But um, guys, today we get to talk about a console that's very, very popular. I believe it was my second console. What, what what number order was it for you guys? It was it was third. Third for you? How about you, yeah. Jose? Which console? The NES. That was my first console. That was uh, your first. Okay. Yeah, I think my dad got it for me and my brother in '87, and it came out what '85, but as a test market in mm-hmm. dark, I think. But we didn't get it to like about '87. Okay. It was the second console for me. My first console was the Atari 2600. Mm. Uh, I got the NES. I didn't get it on launch. I think I got it like mid 86. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause my dad had put it on layaway at the PX. Kevin, you know what that is military. Yeah, I did, I did. <laughs> the military version of Walmart. Yeah, man. PX. Yeah. So we had it on layaway. I think we had to pay like an additional 3%, but no tax, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. So that's when uh, that was my first console was the NES. But I be honest with you, I did not own Darkwing as a kid, man. Oh, well, same here. And before before we got the NES, mm-hmm. um, we, I, I believe we had the Atom computer, Ooh. which which can plays you know games. Then we got the Toy Six Hundred, mm-hmm. and then the NES. I, I think we got the NES before the Seventy Eight Hundred. Mm. I can't remember which one. That's why I think it was third. But I, but I also had the Civ 800 during that time, and it was collecting dust once we got once we started playing Nintendo. <laughs> <game, so. laughs> but yeah, I didn't I didn't own Darkwing Duck as a as a child or, or when it came out as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I, first time I played Darkwing Duck was probably in my twenties. What what year did the game come out? Like ninety two, ninety three? I believe I believe it was ninety three. It was it was one of those late releases for the Nintendo. Okay, so like yeah, that's nah. probably why we were already moved on, huh? To the Super Nintendo uh-huh. and all that. I yeah. think I was already on to the Sega Genesis. Now, this is kind of a little off topic. Did either one of you two own the Sega Master System? No. Yes. Well, oh, forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that. But it was funny though. I owned a Sega Master System mm-hmm. like when it was already like starting to close out at KB Toy Stores when they mm-hmm. had for fifty dollars, where they had Alps Kid and uh, Miracle World packed in so i didn't get i didn't have to my system during its uh during its life cycle mm-hmm. i had it basically when it was when it was when it was dead and buried okay now uh jose uh you said you got it around 87 what was like the core of your nes library uh the main games was uh well the pack-in mario i think uh let me see if i have a copy of it which was the mario duck hunt pack-in mm-hmm. uh, and my mom got me Super Mario 3, which I still own. Um, and I think like Tetris, Champ, Urban Champion, I remember having that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, 
that's as far as I can remember. Those are the I think uh, Top Gun, uh, not Top Gun, uh, Spy Hunter. Spy Hunter. Oh, I love that. That was a, yeah, Spy <laughs> Hunter. Only because we would play it at, at Chuck E. Cheese. So mm-hmm. they always had a, a Spy Hunter at a Chuck E. Cheese. So I, I remember getting Spy Hunter. Um, there weren't that many games that I had because you know they weren't they weren't they, they weren't cheap. Not, especially um, not for those days. No, and funny thing is that. My dad got me the. We got you know my dad went with my dad and got the Nintendo at uh what's the name of the um I'm trying to remember the name of the store. It's not Zodi's. It wasn't Fedco. It was uh, the other. There was another one of those uh, memberships stores similar to Target, but it was more membership, kind of like a Fedco, but it wasn't Fedco. Mm. Um, uh, Gemco. You guys remember Gemco? I don't know if that was out in the east. No, I don't remember that in the east. Yeah, I never heard you know, of that one. It was a company called Gemco, which is. There was Jemco and Fedco, so it was both kind of like a Target, Walmart, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember getting the Nintendo from Fed from Jemco, and we, my mom got me Mario, Super Mario Brothers one and uh, two and three, and Tetris, and I think she got them off Finger Hut. I don't know if you guys remember Finger Hut. Yeah, Finger yeah, Hut. Finger Hut. So yeah. that rip, off, that rip off the interest, high ass interest yeah. rates. <laughs> I think my mom finally paid off my Mario three, so I'm, I'm good. <laughs> it's mine now. She now paid uh, it off. <laughs> they would, you know, they would mail, they would mail you those, uh, those packs, kind of like checkbooks, uh-huh. and every month you mail it out with a money order, and the money order would cost you like maybe what. At that time, maybe ten cents, but the payments mm-hmm. were like twenty-five cents, because that's how they would do it. They would break up the plan, <laughs> so you'd make you mail out a, like a dollar, basically a month. You paying you know? that for like ten years. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what I'm saying. My my Mario three finally got paid off last month, so I'm good now. And that's what I was gonna say. You're special because I know when I got the NES, I got it, and it was with um, it was Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, and then my parents bought me an extra game. It was Karate Champ, uh-huh. and then yeah, I, I was like, "Me, I'm playing this like this is like amazing." At that time, well, back but then, then it was good. Yeah, and then and then um, the next game I got was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, I, and, I had that one too. I had that one too. And it was frustrating for me because I didn't know how to get past the sewer level. And remember, there was no internet back then, so mm-hmm. I couldn't look up look it up. There was no strategy guide. So, um, but yeah, and then after that. The games were so expensive. What my parents would do is, as long as I did all my chores um, during the week and I was good in school, mm-hmm. they would let me rent two Nintendo games from a movie gallery or a blockbuster video mm-hmm. for the weekend. So that's how I was able to play most of the Nintendo games. They, they, they couldn't afford to buy a $60 game all the time. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. That's how much, that's what my mom and dad would do is that we'd go to. Uh, video game store, or video rental store, like maybe three, four blocks from my house, and <laughs> that's where I would go rent uh, most of my video games. I mean, we couldn't, my mom and I couldn't afford to pay these games. I mean, they're, my mom was paying a dollar a month for my games. You know, if yeah. I wanted another one, we'd have to go rent them. And it was, you have to be there like Friday, literally right after school, because by the time you got to there, they were all the good games were all rented out. You know, mm-hmm. all you had to were the sports, maybe the sports games or maybe the puzzle games. Like, uh, I remember renting Pictionary because it was the only one that was there. <laughs> I rented it, and I started to play it. And I'm like, I don't want to play this. Damn. I don't want to play Pictionary. You know, I wanted to play, like, the only one, there's only one game I could never, never rent, and I kind of wish I, I'm glad I never got to rent it, which was Total Recall. 
Mm-hmm. I heard it was not that great. So, yeah. but at the time, I wanted to get it because I was a big Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, and the movie had came out, and I wanted to get it. Never got it. Never got it. Huh? Never got it. Never got to rent it. Never got to play it. But I, I've seen the reviews, and I'm like, okay, good thing I didn't get to rent it. You know. Yeah, I think for me, it, I had the basic games, you know, the Mario's, the Zelda's, the Metroid's, the Mike Tyson's Punch Out. But outside of those common games, I think I was a big sports guy, like Tecmo Super Bowl, Double Dribble, uh, Baseball Star. Those were like the games I had to have. Um, I don't, I can't speak for you guys, but I know during that time, it was like if one kid in our neighborhood had the game. We all had it because we were trading, you know, borrowing and renting. You know, that was our way of renting was we were trading and stuff amongst each other. So, like, if Jose got five games for Christmas, we all got it. You know, we just had to wait. A, <laughs> we, we had to wait a few weeks. So, Jose got to try him out. And then uh-huh. you know, Jose be like, hey, Will, let me get that punch out. Uh, you got to give me that Metroid, though. You know? <laughs> yeah, we would yeah, trade. Yeah, I remember, I remember trading games. My mom and dad didn't really like it because it's like I pay $50 and now you just kind of they would look at it as if we gave the game away. Like, no, I, he let me borrow this game, you know? Yeah, and I think that's where they started writing your names on it because we were letting each other borrow it so yeah. much, you know? Like, then he was like, I think this is mine. No, my name is on the back, man. That's my game, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I had a name, uh, my friend who was, my neighbor who was my friend, he uh, happened to, his parents were well off, um, and they actually had, I think, Apple II. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember playing um, some Disney game, computer game, and they had—I mean—they had the all the all the Transformer toys, they had all the, the all the uh, DC superhero toys, all the Marvel, like they had everything. So when that Nintendo came out, they were the ones that had all the games. So I would have to go borrow from, or I would go play over at their house. Mm-hmm. And I think they had the Sega Master System, and I think they had you know just the, the early consoles. So. Okay, now. Uh... Did you guys have a lot of, well, okay, well, let me re, reword this question. Would it been have better what you know now about the NES as far as blowing on the games and cleaning them and the 72-pin connector instead of what we had to go through back then? To, like, blow into the cartridge and Yeah, and like, system. putting the other games on top of it. And <laughs> yeah, um, I, mean, I remember having to go buy those cleaners. Mm-hmm. You know, they were not cheap. I mean, they they're like what 20 bucks and it pretty much was like a little dispenser of which you open and you smelled it and it smelled like alcohol that's all it was, it was ipa mm-hmm. it's probably a diluted uh it was probably diluted but still like i could have just got some ipa you know mm-hmm. alcohol with a q-tip and cleaned it myself instead of having to blow into the cartridges and stuff you know <laughs> have, have you ever uh kevin had to change the 72 pin connector once and that was uh that was just probably a few years ago. Okay. Um, I was getting ready to sell an NES lot, mm-hmm. and I was testing it out. I couldn't get the games to the work, even after blowing it and slipping the game just slightly and pressing it down, the mm-hmm. reset trick and all that. So I actually did that, did um, change it out, and it was easy. It was mm-hmm. a very simple process. It was very easy. And once you do that, yeah. and it works like it's brand new. Yeah, for me, it was really easy when I, the first time I did it, the problem was, man, I think it was like 25 screws just to get to it, though. Yes. Yeah, it, it was like, it took a lot of screws to get to it, but it was like just an eight to 10 minute process, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's really quick. It's really quick. Yeah, just, you know, a lot of screws and remembering where they go. So I was taking photos with my cell phone, like, okay, this one goes there, you know, so I remember where everything went, but it was pretty easy, man. 
Yeah, man, yeah. it was, it was, it was. I wish they, we knew about that back in the day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So let's get a little bit into Darkwing. So I know we're going to have to bring up Mega Man. Uh, it's going to have to come up. There's just no way around it. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Jose, now, do you like the Darkwing NES game? I've only played maybe like a first couple of minutes of it when I had it. Um, I liked it, but it was more of like, well, let me let me just see if the game works. Because I anytime I would buy it, I think I bought it at PRGE, was it maybe three years ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think about three years ago. Um, I just like, okay, I don't have it in my collection. I never got to play it. Let me, let me pick it up because I think it was box. It's the one that you got, actually. Yeah. One of you bought me so <laughs> I got it. I got it home. I tested it, you know, just to make sure it worked. Because mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I didn't have an NES in, in Portland. So put it on, played it for a little bit. I'm like, all right, cool, it works. And then again, I just tested out all the games. So as long as the games will work, okay, cool. Then when I ever had time, I would try to play them, but I never got a time, really got a chance to play because I had so many games at the time. And mm-hmm. that are just time period. You know, you go to work, come home, you're tired, you know, you got to run the errands, make sure, you know, all your stuff's taken care of. And then you go, okay, I got an hour. Do I play or do I just, you know, <laughs> you know, go to sleep, you know, before I go to sleep, I'm like, I just go to sleep, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I played it. I liked it. Um, I think I might have it emulated somewhere, mm-hmm. but I, I would have to te- go back to it or maybe watch a review of like what the gameplay is. Okay. How about you, Kevin? Um, it was, I, I remember playing it. I, I beat the game. I remember getting all the way to the end and beating it. Um, mm-hmm. and like I said, I didn't play it until I was in my twenties. And like, of course, in my twenties, we're already into the um, PlayStation, you know, phase, yeah. uh, PlayStation two. But the, the few things I remember stand out to me when I just do a, a quick, um, run back of the game in my mind is like you said, it reminds me of a Mega Man game for people that haven't played Mega Man, check it out on YouTube. Uh, Mega Man is basically it's a, it's almost like um, a side-scrolling platforming game where at the beginning of the game um, basically you choose which level you want to start with. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing with Darkwing Duck. You choose a level you want to start with, and then you the objective of that level is to get to the end boss of that level and beat the boss whatever weapons you want to use. But um, Darkwing Duck it plays just like a Mega Man game. The only the only thing I think is different about it is Darkwing Duck the jumping elements are different compared to Mega Man. In Darkwing mm-hmm. Duck, there's a lot of jumping you have to do. If I recall, we have to hang on to a lot of structures, buildings. Um, so I do remember that. I remember I used to get frustrated when I first played it, just trying to get used to jumping on everything and timing, shooting my gun, jumping, the hits are in enemies and stuff like that. So Yeah, because he even gets a weapon uh, from his gas gun and shoots like an arrow, and you have to jump on that and climb on Uh it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) so it does have a lot of platforming in it. Um, Was it the climbing kind of like a command, uh, bionic commando, where you have to like shoot the grappling? Yeah, that's a good good example. example. Mm -hmm. Bionic commando. It it reminds me of bionic commando, like a mix of bionic commando Mm -hmm. and Mega Man, and and of course Capcom made bionic commando too. Yeah, so and, they, they probably, and, and our queen. <laughs> yeah. So they probably use the uh, resources from each one to kind of make one game because he does have a grappling hook, right? The, his gas gun. Mm-hmm. Now, it, most... it, it's just... oh, go ahead, Will. No, go, go ahead, go ahead, Kevin. No, it was just, it's, it's like, it was kind of strange because when I first um, start trying to find, well, I was first trying to find a game, play it, the game was hovering about $50 to $60 at that time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is it hovering for that much? That's when I found it was a late release. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, I played DuckTales, I played Chippendale, I played um, 
the, the other um, one, Tailspin. I'm like, okay, I know what these Disney games are about. This one shouldn't be that hard. Darkwing Duck is not a kid-friendly game. It is no, hard. It's not. It's hard. It's, it's, hard. <laughs> it's the hardest Disney game on NES. Yeah. Um, so, so. No, I was just so going to say, I'm going to get back to that difficulty in a minute. Go ahead, though. <laughs> yeah, so when you play it, don't expect it to be like um, Chippendale or DuckTales. Um, even though DuckTales 2 and Chippendale 2, the difficulty was increased a little bit, mm-hmm. Darkwing Duck got it beat. <laughs> uh, as far as the difficulty, if you have an NES Mini, so that means you have save states, and uh, uh-huh. the Disney Afternoon on the digital version, it has a rewind function where you, if you die, you can actually hit the rewind button a little bit and go back a little uh-huh. further where you were. So those are, I guess, ways that has made the game a little easier so you can keep trying. You don't have to start the stage all over again. Okay. Uh, yeah, but if you're playing on the old school NES version, well, you better have some patience. <laughs> yes, it's, it's tough. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, Will. I forgot that... Um, you can play it on the um, Xbox One or PS4, mm-hmm. the Disney Sunday Afternoon uh, Disney um, Afternoon Collection. They have that release. I forgot all about that. Yeah, and it has that rewind function on the, um, yes, the PS4 and the Xbox. That. Yeah, so that, that definitely helps. And it, it, I think that Disney Afternoon Collection benefits people who don't want to pay for the physical copy of DuckTales 2 and Chippendale 2. Mm-hmm. So the and because they're on there, and then you got them all for yeah. less than twenty bucks right now, man. Yeah, I think it's twenty bucks for everything. It was just a great deal, great, mm-hmm. great what, deal. What comes with that Disney afternoon? Is it uh, Tailspin you, or you, Tailspin's on there? Um, Ducktales one and two, Chippendale one and two, and Darkwing. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so it's yeah. a good deal. It's a good deal, really good deal. It's just Ducktales two and Chippendale alone. Uh, Chippendales two alone makes it worth the deal, you know. Yeah, Chippendale's yeah. 2 is kind of, it's up there now. It's like 100 and something now. Or mm-hmm. Chippendale 2 usually hovers around 200. Ooh, 200. 150, 200. 150, 200. Uh, um, DuckTales 2, you can, 100, 125. But I'm sure during COVID, it's, those prices are probably off. Mm. They're probably, it's probably much more than that right now. <laughs> okay, now, um, since we brought up Mega Man, I, I do see uh, like a huge percentage of the fans who love the Darkwing NES game. They like it because it has that Mega Man engine in it. But then I do see the few who hate it because they feel it's a Mega Man clone. Uh, do you feel that hurts the game or do you think that helps the game because Capcom played it safe by using the Mega Man uh, engine? I guess it all depends on, on the target audience. Mm-hmm. I thought it hurts the game um, if, if you're a kid, at that time when it was released in 93 or 93 or 92, mm-hmm. for it to come out with the Disney logo on it and then you play DuckTales and other games that are kid-friendly and not that hard, I think it hurts it. For gamers like you and I, I appreciate it because Mega Man, it's a great game and mm-hmm. I love a challenge. So if you and I, we would appreciate that. But I think the target audience they were going for, which Darkwing Duck's a kid-friendly game, mm-hmm. I don't think it reached that audience the way they wanted to. And that's why I think the game holds value now. And it's, and it's one of those games that it's not rare, but it's always one of those games that's tough to find. Mm. Now, Jose, you haven't, oh, how, how about you, Jose? What do you think? Do you think it helps or hurts it that it used the Mega Man engine? I mean, <clears throat> it probably should, I mean, I would think it would help. It should help. I mean, I, I can't, I have no real, solid opinion on it but i think it would be more helpful i mean if you already know mega man and you know Mm -hmm. how it works this should help you you know as you play it um and i'm sure it's probably more cost effective for 
Capcom to use an engine that's already there. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have to like re- make a new one just for a gameplay. And like I said, uh, it, I, I've seen some gameplay right real quick. Um, and it does have that uh, bionic commando type thing too with the grappling. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think it would help it. I mean, it's just like Kevin said, it just depends on what um, your audience you're trying to target to. Okay. For Disney, I mean, the, the thing is with, it, with Disney, it would be more for like Disney fans, more Dark Duck fans. Mm-hmm. But those that, you know, are Mega Man fans, they're looking at all that just to rip off our, of the Mega Man, you know, game. Yeah. I mean, to me, it'd be more helpful, I guess. It's, it's, a, it's a known engine. Why, you know, why break, why make something that, you know, why... How do you say? Um, why reinvent the wheel? You know, just if yeah. it works, just go with it. You know. Yeah, I think for me it worked because you know, like Kevin said, I was a huge Mega Man fan. So, you know, going through the stage, side scrolling, the jumping, knowing what to expect, it, it made it easier, made it you know familiar with me too. You know, so I, I think it for me it, w- it was something safe and something I already enjoyed. So, and now I get the the sprite of a characters I, I already enjoy. You know. Yeah. that I see it from the cartoons and then um, um, what do you guys think about the music Jose I know you said you didn't play it much but I know amongst NES fans the music is really popular for the game like I said I didn't get to play for much I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's good I, mean, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't answer on that one okay how about you Kevin the music, the music is good um, it's, it's, it's one of those games that you can be playing and you can catch yourself to stopping, to stop mm-hmm. playing and listening to music. It's uh, it's funny you mentioned that because um, if you, uh, I think if you go on YouTube um, and look up Darkwing Duck, I think like number five, um, probably not the number five thing you see on the list under Darkwing Ducks is the original soundtrack. <laughs> so people find the soundtrack and just listen to it. It was, it was very well done, the music, and it fit every stage. Yeah, um, if, if you put if you search on YouTube Darkwing Duck NES theme or something like that, you will see a lot of covers. A lot of people playing it with their guitars, pianos. Oh, wow. it, there's a lot of them, man. I gotta, check, I gotta check that out. Yeah, people playing it with their keyboards, uh, acoustic, all that kind of stuff, man. It, it's it's crazy, man. It, I guess the music was really really popular, man. It, it was good. It was they, they they. I remember playing it back in the day. It was it was it was well done. Mm-hmm. Not quite DuckTales Moon theme, but... <laughs> no, no, nothing will beat that. <laughs> nothing will beat that. That thing still trips me out. That That's just, wow. You know, what's crazy, you know, I'm going off topic here. The, that DuckTales Moon theme, I loved it as a kid, but I had no idea that it was just global, that everybody loved it. I had no oh, idea. Yeah. You know, without the power of the internet, you wouldn't know that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you wouldn't you know. know. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know, but yeah, that's, that thing was, 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 man, yeah. Good old Capcom back in the day, man. But, <laughs> but going back to the game, what was funny about the game is, when I remember playing it back in the day, um, the level designs were, uh, the way they designed the levels was really good. It was hard, but it was really good. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to the boss, the bosses were very easy in the game. Yeah. It was just the levels were just hard. Getting to the boss was hard, but the bosses were very easy, if I remember yeah, I think right. well, if you you probably died the first time you played each boss, but then you were like, oh man, once you got that pattern down, it was so uh-huh. easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely yeah. easy. Um, I was watching a little gameplay, and I could see the level designs were very Mega Man. Yeah, it's very Mega Man, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, even even like the traditional Capcom when you um 
when you I remember when you drop down, I think it's on the I forgot what level it is a night level where you're the night level of the beams, I think it is. And I, I you know saw how you it. drop down to the next screen and you slow down. Face, you're doing that pause, Mega Man pause yeah. before you get to the level. <laughs> I used Everything. to love that. I used to love that pause, man. Yeah. Oh, man. If, if we, if the technology could have screenshot it back then, I would have been taking that to school. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Killing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. The thing with Mega Man, though, it was kind of figuring out the pattern of which boss to go to which, you know, where Darkwing, you don't really have that, you know? So there, you don't get, like, a weapon of the enemy of no. the, the boss, nothing like that? No, you don't get that on, on Darkwing. Yeah, with Mega Man, it was kind of like figuring out the pattern, you know, like, okay, Snake Man will kill this guy, you know, you know, Magnet will kill this or whatever, you know? Yeah, I remember, I remember um, going to my friend's house and he had the, I think he had Mega Man 3. And I remember doing, was it Mega Man 3 was uh, the slide, right? Is that when they implemented mm-hmm. the slide tech, the slide uh, mechanic? Yeah. And I remember him playing it and he would always have games, uh, you know, the mom worked and, uh, I guess she made good enough money to where they would buy him games. Even though his, I think his grandparents would buy him games. And I would go over and he'd have like at least 15, 20 games, you know, and he'd like, oh, let's play Mega Man. Let's play Contra. And, but it was always those one player games that I would just pretty much just sit there and watch him play. You know, and he'd be like, oh, when I die, you can play, but he wouldn't die. So by the time I was like, all right, it's dark. I got to go home. You know, I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, come back, you know, next week or come back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> Uh, there's not much more to say about Darkwing. We'll bring up the Game Boy in just a second. Um, H- Jose, now, what is your NES library looking like these days? Uh, it's slim to none, really, because I I pretty much got rid of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I only have, like, three games. Oh, that's it? Which is, yeah, uh, physically only three games. I got the Super Mario Bros. 3, uh, the Mario, uh, Super Mario and Duck Hunt, and then uh, Final Fantasy. That's all I got left. Oh, uh, but I do have the mini, but I have the mini um, modded already, so it has everything else in it. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Physically, I only got three games, but <laughs> technically, I got all of the NES games on it. So, okay. but that's just on the mini. Um, that's pretty much what I did. Is that as soon as the minis came out and the, and then we're able to get modded, mm-hmm. I got them modded, and I'm like, well, if I have it modded, I don't need to open up the box, take out the game, you know, and put it into the system. I can just turn on, you know, plug in, basically plug and play. Yeah. So that's I, I got rid of it. I mean, it's safe space. You know, have money in the po- in the pocket don't hurt. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, ah, oh, let me get rid of it. I had my fun with it. Um, I mean, there's the games are still out there. You know, it's just yeah. a matter of time. Like, ah, oh, maybe I'll go go to a thrift, and if I find something, all right, cool, I'll pick them up. You know. How about you, Kevin? What's your NES library looking uh, like these days? I probably probably a little under 500, 500 games. Um, yeah, I still, um, I've, I've cut back a lot of, um, I, I got rid of a lot of, um, fillers, mm-hmm. a lot of games that I, um, that I knew I would never play again. And this, I still probably have a bunch of games mm-hmm. that are just sitting there collecting dust. That I'll never play again. Like I, I don't know. I just, I, yeah. I just, I just still, I still like, um, like I said, I, I don't, I don't go out and collect the old school games anymore. I just mm-hmm. buy you know, I play the current gen, the PS4, Xbox One, Switch stuff, but I still like going in my, my game room and seeing all the games I collected over the years and decades. And, and and I love picking up a Nintendo game, looking at it, mm-hmm. and you look at a game and it brings back memories. So I picked this up at a flea market, or I picked this up in Portland, or and every game has a story. 
So that's why I think it's hard for me to get rid of my games or, or um, reduce my collection. I got probably a little over 500 games. Oh, wow. And uh, what's, uh, what's the most expensive game you have in your uh, NES collection? Wow. Wow. I would say the most expensive game that I still have is probably Bubble Bobble 2. Ooh, yeah, that one's up there in price. It's, it's probably expensive. I used to have Samson. Ooh, um, I but then I sold, I sold it to Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy that was in the, the Turbo video, y'all will see. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I sold it to him because he really wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Samson, I played it, beat it. But um, Bubble Bobble 2 is probably the rarest. And then after that, Dragon Fighter... And what else? What else? And Power Blade Two. That's it. Power Blade Two. It's probably it? Power Blade Two is the rarest. Bonks wasn't up there or no? Your bonks I don't have Bonks. Oh. Remember, I got, I had Bonks and then I sold it. Mm, I right. sold it to either Oscar or somebody. Jose, so. didn't you have Power Blade at one time? I had Power. I think I had Power Blade and Power Blade. I don't think I had Power Blade Two. Okay, because I remember I saw you posted on Facebook a couple of years ago. I saw a Power Blade up on there. Yeah, I had Power Blade. Um, I forgot how I got it, actually. I might have got it from Oscar. Okay. Uh, either I, Oscar or Dave or maybe even Kevin. It was one that was like uh, like sun damage. Like the cart wasn't gray anymore. It was like... Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I sold it to you. I think it was an extra yeah. copy that I found. The mm-hmm. first copy that I got, and like I said, every game has a story. The first copy I got, Power Blade 2... I got it in 2011, and I got it in 2011 in October, <laughs> and this is the first time I went to Portland Retro Gaming Expo, well, and I got first, it. That's when you first told time. us, y- y'all got to come. Y'all yeah, and, I, and, I, and, and I told them, I said, hey, y'all got to come, Uh-oh, and they kept, they kept like, ah, oh, we'll go, we'll go. I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. I just flew out there by myself. I flew out there by myself. Um, I stayed at the uh, hotel near the airport. I didn't know what was going on in, at that time. I went to the convention and it, and it had Power Blade 2 for only $250 during that time. Okay. So I was like, let me pick it up now. You look at the game. That game's probably like four or something, five dollars right now. Mm. But, um, but I remember getting it from the convention there at that time. I remember Oscar found it at uh, Goodwill for like two ninety nine or something or five yep. bucks or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. He recorded it. Well, he recreated the how he found it <laughs> put it up on youtube and he i guess he uh he just walked in and i guess he went towards the back where you know the, you you would normally find the game stuff and he saw a, a stack of of games so he started going through it and it was like all the games were pretty much sequels mm-hmm. so whatever sequel came out at that time that's what was there it was, and then one of them was you know power blade 2 so and he knew what he knew at the time it was it was a pretty expensive game too. So he, he bought it right away. So okay, I, I would say my NES library is probably only at like thirty games now. Uh, yeah. it, it was probably at uh, the most I ever had was probably like hundred and forty. But like you, Jose, once that NES Mini came out and I modded it, I started getting rid of them, man. Yeah, I mean, you're, it's still. I mean, you're gonna play it. I mean, uh, and then of course the the shelf space. I mean. Mm-hmm. Games take up a lot of space, and if you don't have the luxury of having a game room, you know, then you gotta make some room, you know. Yeah. No, I hear you on that. Like, I um, my game room is basically, um, I have a, in my garage. You know, you have a two car garage, and then you have like a room in the back of the garage mm-hmm. that can yeah. fit another car. I basically 
made that a wall. We, we put up a drywall there in the door. Mm-hmm. And then my game room is in the back of the garage. Yeah. <laughs> so everything's in there, all the game and stuff. So if, if I had to keep that stuff in the house, I'd be just like you guys, and I'd have to sell majority of it. Because yeah. I'm not going to have games overtake my living room. Yeah. Uh, my bonus I, I That's just too much then. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, I would say the most expensive game I ever owned was probably DuckTales 2. I, I was never going to go for uh, Flintstones at Dinosaur Peak, Little Samson, uh, uh, Nintendo World Championships. What's another one? Stadium event? Yeah. I think that's the most yeah. expensive round. Yeah, I, I was never going to go for those. The world, the world cards are insane. But I, I just, I just, I always told myself I would never pay that much money for a game. If I, if a game costs much as a mortgage payment, then it's not worth it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then, well, uh, it might cost more than DuckTales too. I did have that Tecmo Cup soccer, the soccer one for Tecmo, the one that's like an oh, RPG. Tecmo World Cup soccer, yep. Yeah. Yeah, that, that goes that goes for about right now. I think about sixty to eighty. It might have dropped, but I remember oh, right okay. now sixty to eighty. Okay. I think I found that at the uh, at that one uh, game store out in uh, out in the desert. Remember, Kevin, that one we went to? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's where I found it. And I think I got it for like five bucks or something, only because. Yeah. Right? Was it five bucks? I don't remember. It was cheap. It was, it was cheap. I remember yeah, it was either five or ten bucks. Yeah, every time we'd go out to Vegas, uh, we would always stop by these two. There's these two game stores out, like out in the de- literally out in the desert, and they would have stuff in the back room that was like, "Why is this back here?" Because you would see their floor, and it's like they you would see nothing but like just common stuff, you know, stuff that nobody really buys, but you would go into the back and the back room was where everything was like all the good stuff was back there. And I'm being like, why is it all back here? Mm-hmm. And we didn't say nothing. We were just all good. Let, let me just get these ones. And they're like, yeah, go ahead, get them. You know, <laughs> we, <laughs> have, we could literally record one of those episodes where it's kind of like barnyard finds where you'd find, you know, um, what, what, I mean, what did you find? Can I remember you remember you, you looked up on the very top and there was like a bunch of stuff up there. You couldn't really tell you got on the oh, ladder. Like, oh shit. There's this, there's this, there's <laughs> yeah, this. So many rare games we found just um and they were still uh, priced at like maybe early two thousand prices. So mm-hmm. even maybe late ninety two like ninety prices where they still had them for like ten dollars, twenty dollars, and you're like, That's like an eighty dollar game and it's ten dollars. So you just grab it like, Oh, I think I'll take this and they're like, Okay. And then next you know, you like what it comes up to a certain price and you'd make a deal I'm like, Yeah, well we can drop the price on it, you know. Okay, cool. <laughs> Now, um, I don't want to talk too much about the Game Boy game with Darkwing. Matter of fact, I don't want to talk about the game at all because it's pretty much a 95% clone. Uh, yes. only, it's really only a, like a 5% difference, like the, the boss Quacker Jack. Uh, mm-hmm. In the NES version, he has four stories. And then in the Game Boy, there's only like two or three stories. Two, yeah. Yeah, the jump up and down. Again. Yeah, so it's pretty much the same thing. So what I guess I want to ask you guys, uh, I'm going to start with you, Kevin, this time. Uh, when did you first get a Game Boy? Wow. Um, the first time I got a Game Boy was, it was one, it was about 90, I think it's probably about 98. And of course it was already, you know, it was already other things out, the Turbo, Turbo Express, Game Gear, set Game Gear and all that stuff. But I didn't get a Game Boy till late. Mm. Um, and a Darkwing Duck was one of the few games I played on it. All the Disney games, like you were saying, it's, it's basically a direct clone. Mm-hmm. But I remember the only issue I have a Game Boy is that I can only play it during certain times. I have to have light on because, you know, I couldn't really see the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I was in a certain environment. But, uh, but the, the Game Boy 
you know, for the library that it, uh, the library that it has and the, the amount of games it has, it, um, it was, it was an amazing system. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jose? When did you first get a Game Boy? Uh, I'm trying to recall. Uh, I know I, I know we owned a Game Boy and I remember having just maybe just Tetris. Um, there wasn't many rental stores that would rent Game Boy games. Right. Well, as far as the Game Boy, I know that we got it. I don't remember when we got it. It was for me and my brother, and I think uh, we got Tetris, maybe Super Mario Land, and I think that's about it. Everything else, as far as games, like maybe like Battletoads or something, mm-hmm. would borrow from my friends. And then as years went by, you know, we got the Game Boy Color from my sisters and stuff. So they were the ones that we got the Pokemon game. So that's that. That's as, as far as I can remember as right now. Yeah. Okay. I think Tetris was the packing game. Yeah, that was the packing okay. game. Yeah, and I remember getting uh, like Super Mario Land. Okay. And yeah, yeah. yeah I, I remember I got the Game Boy at launch. Luckily, I had an older brother, so we were both oh, begging wow. for it. You know, mm-hmm. we were, yeah, we were both begging for it. And, you know, my dad said, I'll get one. Y'all better not be fighting over it. You know, y'all better be fair. If not, I'm going to take it away. You know, so like me and my brother would put timers, the old school, like cooking timers. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you got one hour. You got one hour. You know, so but we had a few games. We had um, uh, we had the Tetris, of course, the Mario Land. Um, I can't really remember anything else, though. I, I think Metroid was on there. Um, yeah, Metroid. Return of Samus. Metroid 2, Return of Samus. Yeah, great yeah. game. Uh, we had one of the Final Fantasies, but we never played it. We were just not into RPGs, man. Me and my brother, it's we were just... hard to play on that system. Yeah. They uh, had quite a few remakes, but it is hard to play. Uh, back then, though, Kevin, I didn't complain about the lighting because that's all we uh-huh. had. You know, we didn't... Technology wasn't there yet, so... Yeah. I, I love that Game Boy, but, it, you know, it was a battery eater, um... I never got to play it though with somebody where you know you had to hook up the auxiliary cable and play two. Oh, the link, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, at that time I didn't know anybody else who had one. You know, it just didn't happen yeah. until we came until we came back to the states, man. So yeah. yeah. The issue for me is lighting was that it was easy to play during the day, but at you know night. when you're trying to sneak that game in at night, and your parents say turn off everything. Mm-hmm. You're still trying to play it. You know, it just you can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they came out. That's when they came out with all those little accessories, that lamp yeah. thing, and that big yeah, the old newbie, the newbie light thing, big magnifying with the light. You know, but then they have that big ass yeah. clamshell that went around it, yeah. just to have a lighting on it. Yeah. So no, the only issue. Okay, so uh, Kevin and Jose, uh, which uh, Game Boy do y'all re- recommend to people who are out there looking for a Game Boy? Uh, I would I say that maybe the Game Boy SP one hundred one. SP. The SP-101, it allows you to play, you know, the original Game Boys. It allows you to play Game Boy Color mm-hmm. and also Game Boy Advance. And then the 101, so that's, that's the backlit one, right? Uh, what's it called? Yeah. SP, ASP-101, I think? Yep, that's it. That's the one that's, you want. That's it's, the one uh, you want. Has a backlit display. Battery life is, is good. It plays all original Game Boy games, Game yep. Boy Advance. Um, so it plays everything. The only issue is, is that now you're gonna probably have to pay a hundred to hundred twenty dollars for a good one, one without um, any issues with it, no scratches on the screen, stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's gonna be hard though. <laughs> I got they're mostly yeah, they're mostly kid owned. Hundred twenty now, so I'm surprised that's how much they're going for, honestly. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, they're, they're going. They're going up there. I know when we were at Portland, when we sold in 2019, I had quite a few, and I just put 60 on them, and they sold just like that. I got one for 30. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, I sold <laughs> half off. I was 50% for you. But then yeah. I took like 60%. They were gone. Yeah, I remember selling. I think I was selling for around 40, or, or but there were the not the not the 101s. There were the uh, no. old ones, and I had yeah. them at 40, and people were still buying them up. And I remember going down the aisle, and I remember specifically seeing a, a booth that used those, um, you know, those shoe racks, those clear shoe racks. They would have a bunch of them in there, mm-hmm. but they all had them for like eighty dollars. I'm like, man, I, I, you know, and I felt bad charging forty bucks because I would always find them at Savers or thrift stores for like fifteen dollars, ten dollars, nine ninety nine, you know. And I would clean them up, you know, make sure they worked and. And then sometimes if the, maybe the battery was no good, I'll go buy, I would buy a replacement battery for them, replace the batteries, get them up and running. And I'm like, man, what should I charge for these things? I go, I only put like maybe like five bucks or whatever the battery costs and cleanings. That's nothing. And I felt bad charging 40 bucks for them, mm. you know, and I would maybe charge 45, maybe 50 with it. If it kept, if I had to happen to have the charger for them. Mm-hmm. But then I go down there and I see people, see people selling for eighty, ninety dollars. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I had one gripe with the one that Kevin sold me, but uh, it was the you couldn't plug the headphones up to it. And then I bought, I went on Amazon, and because Kevin told me, oh, you have to get the adapter for it, you know, to plug the headphones. I went on Amazon. It was like four bucks for two adapters. You know, I'm like, oh man. So the, my gripe went away once I found out how cheap it was yeah. to get the adapter. Hey, that's the only issue. You're right. I forgot about that. The headphones. That's yeah. the only issue you have with those. Yeah, that was my only gripe. But like, once I got on Amazon and Kevin told me, yeah, you just got to get the adapter. Gripe was gone, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess that's it for the NES and Game Boy of Darkwing. Uh, you guys tune in for our next episode. I believe we're gonna have an interview with Jim Peterson. The writer of Beauty and the Beat. He's the creator of the villain Bushroot. So you guys stay in tune for that. So we're going to talk all about Bushroot on our next episode of the podcast. Uh, again, Kevin and Jose, thank you guys so much, man. Um, you guys want to plug yourselves or anything? No, no I, I appreciate I appreciate, Will, you taking your time and um, putting us on here and um, talking about what I love, video games. I appreciate it, brother. Oh, yeah, man. We got to meet up outside of my podcast and talk video games, man. No doubt. <laughs> All right. 2021 uh, PRGE, if it goes down. <laughs> we'll be there. Yeah. We'll probably still get a booth, but we're not going to sell anything. We're just going to kick back and, you know, just shoot the shit. Uh, Jose will be asleep under the table like normal. <laughs> 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 All right, you guys, stay no dangerous. Doubt.